On today's show, we react to Slovenia's second win in the Tokyo Olympics. Luka Doncic leading the charge again. And then Isaac will join me to talk about some... Yeah, the soundboard ain't going anywhere. Rumors in the NBA, the NBA draft coming up tonight. We'll talk about all that on today's Locked On Mavericks. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. Oh, super stuff from Doncic to no one pass. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network. And joining me a little bit later, Isaac Harris, contributor at Mavs.com. He will join me in just a little bit, but I am here after. Slovenia's big win, another big win over Japan in the group stage. An absolute great group effort. 116 to 81 for the Slovenian team. Luka Doncic again came in and put up another just great, solid, very casual Luka Doncic game. 25 points, 7 assists, and 7 rebounds for Luka in just 25 minutes. He got to sit a lot in this game because... The Slovenian team was up by a lot. They went up 29 to 23 after the first quarter, 24 to 18 after this in the second quarter, and so they had a big lead going to the halftime. They extended it again in the third and the fourth quarter, even with Luka on the on the bench for a lot of it. 36 to 17, Slovenia outscored Japan. Uh, the bench unit just took over, and it was an absolute that was absolutely great to see. Uh, and so, a couple takeaways from this game. Uh, but before we do, I'll give you a couple takeaways from this game. We'll talk about what it means for Slovenia and all that. We'll also talk about the Landry Shamit rumor that came out that the Mavericks are looking to trade for Landry Shamit. So Isaac and I will get into that. Also, a couple of our draft thoughts later in the episode. This episode is brought to you by our Lockdown NBA Draft Show, an incredible live show that we're going to be doing tonight. If you're listening, watching this on Thursday, NBA Draft Goat Chad Ford will be joining us. Got to meet him the other day. It was awesome to get to hang out with him. John Krause hosting Rafael Barlow from Draft Junkies will be on as well. You get the local expert analysis, and it's all brought to you by Bill Barr. Follow Lockdown NBA on YouTube and Lockdown Network on Twitter. Go follow Lockdown Network on Twitter. Great stuff from there. And uh, locked on NBA on YouTube to go watch the show. All right. So Slovenia, again, they went 116 to 81. Their second win in the group stage here in the Olympics. That's pretty important. I'll get to that in a minute. But yeah, we mentioned Luka Doncic, a casual game. One of the most casual, no-look, straight-up standing passes I've ever seen from Luka. He drives into the paint, and then he kicks out, no-look, and just throws it into the corner. Just... Faked out everybody, faked out broadcasters, faked out the media, faked out people on Twitter. It was an incredible pass from Luca, And it just, that pass represented just this game for him. It just seemed like everything was easy. He could score around the bucket. He could just do everything in this game. He was two of eight from three. So his three ball wasn't hitting the same way it was in that first game, but against Argentina, but it was just an incredible, uh, another, I don't even want to say incredible anymore. It was, I guess it was incredible to see how chill he was, how uh, in control he was in this game. The seven assists, he was dishing it out a little bit more in this game than he did in past. Uh, and this this Japan team, they didn't really go away. It wasn't like they destroyed them and they weren't there. Rui Hachimura, I have to talk about him because he put up an effort in this game. 34 points for Rui Hachimura. He 
was hitting from all over the place. 13 of 28 from the field. Uh, he chucked a couple of shots late, so his, his field goal percentage is going to be a little worse than it probably should be. He was 3 of 6 from 3, 5 of 7 from the free throw line, had 7 boards as well in this game. He was uh, a minus 24 for the game, uh, but that does not show his effort at all. He was all over the place. He's just, he's a fascinating score for me because he can hit some of those like Carmelo Anthony type mid-range type, you know, turnaround shots. And I think that that, like he hits those really tough shots. He just has to add, like he just has to add a couple of easy shots into his arsenal almost. Uh, because he can hit the tough ones. It's sort of a weird to watch him play, but it's so fun to watch him play and to see uh, the growth that he's had in his career and to see him leading this Japan team is uh, is really fun. Yube, uh, Yuta Wananabe also had a pretty solid game, 17 points for him. He played some pretty solid defense as well, had a couple of, uh, a couple of uh, blocks there. Speaking of blocks, Luka now, did he get one more? I can't remember if he got one more. But Luka Doncic finished with two blocks in this game. That means Luka has five blocks in two Olympic games so far. <laughs> five blocks for Luka. Uh, and a couple of them on three-point shots. He is just, uh, he's doing everything on the court. Uh, I saw a couple of people on Twitter say it's so old to say Luka's not a good defender. If you're, if you're seeing someone say that Luka is a minus defender or not a good defender at this point, like, just don't listen to them ever again. Right? Like, just don't listen to them ever again. I know it may be taking it out of proportion, these couple of block shots here, but Luca is just not a, a sub defender. Like, he's just not a, a liability on that end. He can actually make some plays. His his hands to some of the drives from some of the, the Japanese players was just incredible how fast he can just swipe down on the ball. Like, it's almost like Dirk taught him how to do that because Dirk would do that later in his career, and he just had such fast hands, and Luca has that now. And the couple of swipes that he had, the blocks, he's he's not a sub-defender. And I think that, you know, if you see anybody say that Luka is a negative defender, just, I don't know, unfollow them, block them, mute them, do whatever you want. But yeah, not a, not a person you listen to for Luka thoughts anymore. So we mentioned that this is a big win for, for Slovenia in the uh, group play. The group play lasts until August 1st, so a couple more days here. Slovenia has one more game in the group stage. They have now won their first two games against Argentina and Japan, the other two teams in their group. The last one is going to be against Spain. If Spain beats Argentina, which has probably already happened by the time you're watching this, at 7 a.m. Central Time on Thursday, so it's probably already happened, then the winner of Slovenia-Spain will win the group. So what does that mean? Okay, so Spain and Slovenia and Argentina and Japan are all in the same group here. And the top two teams in each group will move on to the knockout stage. They're also going to take the top, you know, two of the next, two of the next three uh, third place teams. So I guess you could sort of make it if you don't get in the top two. There's a chance there. But you definitely want to be in those top two. And you definitely want to be in the top four. Because then they take the winners of the group, so they take three teams, and they take the best second place team. How convoluted is this? But they take the winners of the of the three groups, so there's three groups, they take the winners of those three. Then they take the best second place team out of those, and they take all four of those teams, and then they put them in a pot. And then they take the rest of the teams that qualify, so the second two remaining third, second place teams, the, second, the next two third place teams in another pot. And then they make a draw. They basically draw from each side to see who the matchup is. It's not like a generic, okay, well, if 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 Slovenia beats Spain, then they play this team in the knockout stage. There's going to be a draw, and so we'll see. But if Slovenia does beat Spain, then 
uh, and if, if Spain beats Argentina, which I'm, I'm assuming they're going to, then the, Slovenia is in that top group automatically. And so they will get a better opponent for them in that knockout stage, which is important. I know it's confusing. You're probably confused. I had to read it a couple times. There's ex, ex, there's explainers all over, but basically the big takeaway is Slovenia wants to beat Spain. And they really, if they beat Spain, then they're sitting pretty to get into the knockout stage to get a good, you know, to get good competition there, and then to get to, uh, I think there's two rounds in the knockout stage, then to get to that gold medal game on August 6 would be an incredible feat for this team. But they're looking good. This Slovenia team is looking really good. They have ball movers. They have, uh, you know, Toby that can can rim roll. They have some three point shooters that were hitting their shots, not necessarily in this game, but. Uh, they have guys that can hit that uh, that Clemen. I can't say his last name. Preplovich. He is he can hit some shots, man. He can score. Zoran Dragic in this game was absolutely hitting. He was two of three from from three, but he was eight of ten from two. He uh, he had a bunch of points. He had twenty four points in this game. He was contributing. Bring on Zoran to the Mavericks. Why not? I mean, just bring in all the Slovenians. I want them all at this point. Uh, so this Slovenian team is looking really good. Uh, Chanchar had three threes in this game. Uh, Sabasic came off the bench, and he had two threes in two minutes. <laughs> that was that fourth quarter run that the bench went on. Sabasic came in and hit a couple of deep threes. So and this Slovenian team is hitting threes, and they didn't even hit them that well in this game. But if they are, if they're shooting the way that they are, they're scoring the way that they are, they're moving the ball the way that they are. A bunch of guys with assists as well. Speaking of ball movement, Luke had seven assists. You had Clemen that had five assists. You had uh, Yaka that had three assists. Toby had three assists. Uh, Zoran Dragic had two assists. Uh, uh, Luka Rubnik had four assists. Like a bunch of guys with assists there, all dishing it out, passing, moving the ball. This team can score against anybody. 118 points in this game. They scored a lot against Argentina as well. Their offense, it's just Luka. Luka can absolutely drive an offense it's not just Luca but Luca is the one that is the engine that starts it all starts it going and then boom they take the the note from him so an incredible win from from Slovenia really looking forward to that Slovenia Spain game by the way a lot of people are asking me how you watch these games and they're on Peacock or the NBC app you have to have a you know you have to either subscribe to Peacock so you can can watch it on there or you go on to the NBC app and you can uh, to get every single game, you go to the NBC app or the or NBC.com and you sign in with a cable subscription and then you can watch every single game. Uh, it's it's not been fun to try and find some of these games, but that's the way that it is. Coming up, we're going to get into some more about the NBA draft and NBA rumors. Isaac Harris will be joining me. We'll talk about the Landry Shaman rumor and all of that. Coming up next. But before we do, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com has so many different parts available for your car or truck. Go check it right now. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of cars, it's impossible to know just exactly where to get the right part. And you can get that at RockAuto.com. You can know that it will fit your car exactly because their website is easy to navigate. You can explore the website today. Find the solution for your auto part needs. So go there. Why would you want to spend up to 30 50 100% more for the same parts? At rockauto.com, their prices are reliably low for the same uh, for every single customer. For They're the same for your uh, professionals, your mechanics, and the do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, let's get into some rumors now. And guess what? Boom. 
I'm Stop not getting it. rid of the soundboard. I'm destroying it. You'll not be able it. to take it away from me. Never, <laughs> never. Uh, yeah, so we just talked about Luka Doncic. Now we're going to get into some rumors that actually occurred in the NBA. According to Sportsnet New York, again, this is disinformation season right now. Uh, I'm not sure what to take, what to make about this coming out of Sportsnet New York, but we're going to talk Ain't about that Bagley, though. I think, I think, I thought that was Bagley. The Dallas Mavericks and Los Angeles Lakers are among the teams interested in trading for Brooklyn's Landry Shamit ahead of Thursday's draft. Several teams have communicated with the Nets about possible trades for Shamit. Most of those scenarios involve the Nets receiving the team's first-round pick. Okay, the Dallas Mavericks don't have a first-round pick. Isaac, make this make sense for me. Um, I can't. Uh, not really. But I. So for Shamit, you know, it's obviously a shooting. You know. A shooting two guard, 24 years old. He's been a you know 38% three-point shooter last year, 37% the year before, 45% uh, the year before when he played for the Clippers in that stint. So I get it from a roster standpoint of saying, hey, let's we can always surround Luka with shooters. But for Brooklyn, it's like, why do you get rid of Shamit? It's because he's going to be a restricted free agent. He's going to be up for an extension. Brooklyn's like, hey, I'm paying a million other people you know, contracts, there's, you know, extension eligibility for Durant, Harden, Kyrie, all of them. They're probably all going to get some big time bucks. So I get it what they're trying to do. They're probably just trying to reset that spot because they can't pay Shamit, whatever he's going to get. It's just for Dallas. I don't like, let me just ask you this. Would you rather have Shamit or Dorian? Was that, is that the option? I can't, I can't no, like I'm I- just saying like for them, like they probably look at, you know, so Shamit's do $3.7 million. He's right. going into restricted free agency probably. So he's probably going to get over $4 million in free agency. Right. If you're Brooklyn and you look at somebody like Dallas and you, you say, okay, well, we'd, we'd love to have a guy like Dorian Vinny Smith on our team and he makes $4 million for the next season or so. So it's like, that's what I'm saying. Like money wise, who would you rather have? I think I would rather have Dorian over yeah. Landry Shamit. So it's stuff like that, that, you know, Dallas just doesn't have a pick. You know, would they... Would they just absorb Shamit's, you know, three point seven, you know, for a future second round pick, something like that? Probably not. If they could get a low end first round pick this year for Shamit, is this when we find out what they think about a guy like Jalen Brunson? Right? If they are like, yeah. do we need a Jalen Brunson type? We're gonna go out and get Lowry and Drogic, you know, or something like that. If they decide like, all right, we don't need this other guy, but we would like another shooter, so we're gonna swap those guys because we think they're equal. Uh, personally, I don't think so. I think Brunson's better than Landry Shamit. Shamit's a better shooter, but I would take Brunson over him just for the all-around game and everything he brings. But uh, it, it may be that we find out what this front office thinks about a guy like Jalen Brunson. Uh, you, we mentioned Landry Shamit, $3.8 million. So if you're going to do some kind of trade, it has to equal out. So there's just not a ton of options there. Maybe Brooklyn loves... Trey Burke, like, you know, like there's just not a ton of different options there for the Mavericks to do in a, in a trade like this, especially considering the rumor included that it would have to be a first round pick. Yeah, I wonder if so Brooklyn also has the 27th pick in the draft, too. So I have something for you. Ooh. It wouldn't help Dallas salary cap wise, but I wonder what Brooklyn would feel about it. There's obviously guaranteed money going towards a first-round pick. I don't know what that 27th overall pick um, guaranteed money looks like. Probably a couple million dollars at least on that. So is there, and I don't know as, as far as money-wise if this would work, would Shamit in 27 for Maxi work for Brooklyn? And would Dallas do that? 
27 pig makes $1.64 million. Okay. So that would take the trade up for them, you know, up over $5 million. Maxi makes what around $8 million. 8.8. So you're still looking at like a $3 million difference. I don't know if how that works as far as cap wise for them, but like if you're Brooklyn and you give up 27 pick and sham it, you get Maxi. I mean, Maxi might look legit start on that team with, with KD and those guys. I mean, he would start over DeAndre Jordan. Would he start over? Well, he he would play Blackston? Blake Griffin role, but just a little. You know, is he better at Blake Griffin than Blake Griffin at a couple things? Yeah, yeah, right? like yeah. With a healthy, with a fully healthy Brooklyn team, Maxie's perfect for that team. So that's a you know for them. I see that for Dallas, you know, it's a long term money. If you don't want to, you know, if you don't want to pay Shamit, and then he's just gone next year, or you know, you obviously get the first round pick in that pick twenty seven. You get a draft pick. I don't know. I don't think I would do that if I'm Dallas, but that is the only way that I'm at least like, okay, I could see it for both sides. And I want to be clear about Maxi, right? We are big believers in like we, we love we love Maxi. We think he's he's very valuable. Him and Dorian, we have been very very uh, strong in our feelings on. I, I saw a couple comments on YouTube saying you guys are undervaluing Maxi. He's not just a, a contract no, that you no, just not. You people just, come like, at us all the time for saying we wouldn't trade Maxi for guys but who they think are I think better. It's new, than I think it's new listeners or, or people that have joined recently because of YouTube or something that have listened okay. to us and are saying like we were talking about him with Dwight Powell with you know R- Richardson. They're like, he's not a contract. You just go dump. We agree completely. But the Mavericks only have a couple contracts they can go dump if they're yeah. going to clear up some money. And he was one of them. It's not that we think that he's not worth his contract. He's completely worth his contract. Like, he's m- one of yes. the best values the Mavericks have. Uh, sure. But he is just $8.8 million is is a chunk of money that you can clear up some cap space if you wanted to increase that amount of cap space you have. So I just want to be clear about that, especially when we're talking about him in a trade like this. I, I don't know that I would do that maxi for shaman and the pick because who are you getting at 27 i mean there's i don't know i've been doing some draft prep now with our live show that's coming with uh with chad ford rafael barlow at wfa studios i've been hanging out with them and i just i don't think that there's anybody there that would make an immediate impact i mean you're hearing rumors of the lakers trying to trade their pick to go get like buddy heel they just want somebody that could come in and contribute right now and so uh yeah i don't see anybody I mean, in it this, just depends on who range. drops. Like, do, does Garuba, you know, drop that far? No. Uh, I no. love Trey Murphy, but I think Trey Murphy goes higher than that. I love Io, but I mean, if yeah. you're getting if you're getting back Io and Sham it for Maxi, like you're kind of getting two two smaller guards back in that deal. You don't want to do that. You want size. Like, if you're going to get Sham it back and you're losing Maxi in a deal like this, you want to get size back. You get Isaiah Jackson and Sham it. Might as I well mean, just sign Nerlens Noel. <laughs> I know. So like that, that's the type of stuff. Like if when, when we mentioned Maxi, and you're looking at how Dallas could create more flexibility with free agency next week, there's only three contracts that you're really looking at outside of Porzingis. And that's Maxi, Josh Richardson, Dwight Powell. If you had to rank those three, as far as the three that you would w- rather give up, Maxi's c- clearly number three on that list. Yeah, I would much rather sure. have to try to figure out something with Jay Rich or Dwight Powell before I would do Maxi because, like you said, he's one of the best values in the league. Yeah, uh, yeah, and there's uh, there's nobody in that range again that <laughs> that I would like trade Maxi for right now at least. I know no, th- no. that's that's a short sighted thing for sure. If the Mavericks are trying to go younger, which we've heard some comments from Nico and Jason Kidd about developing young players, about giving them a chance, about going at you know kind of taking the, their time with with Chris Porzingis. If they want to do that, then maybe they do something like that. I mean, Maxi is 
Like we value Maxi as a win now player for sure, but he's $8.8 million this year, $9.1 million. It's non-guaranteed, but they'll pick that up. Uh, but he would be an expiring next, next season. And so like, maybe they are like, all right, he's got some value now. Let's go get a, you know, longer term asset instead of having, you know, of having him, uh, is his value going to get any higher? He's getting older, you know, all that stuff. like they can just be weighing all this stuff. And this is just stuff we don't know yet. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's and, what and- I think of, of the Shamit rumor right now. And I know we're about to talk about just like general draft thoughts and everything, but Dallas is fully, you know, prepped for draft night. You know, they they have the yeah. the practice, you know, court ready to go at, at the arena. The whole they, they've the been whole, working out players. Yeah, the whole uh, brain trust, whatever we want to call it, the new regime will be there uh, in action. I know, uh, you know, for a lot of we're obviously pushing our our locked on Mavs, you know, show. It's going to be in the WFA studio, which looks awesome, Chad Ford. Uh, Rafael Barlow, Nick's gonna be there. I'll, this I'm not is not. I'm not on the screen though. By the way, just um, don't be. I'll actually. I'll actually be in the arena and helping the Mavs with some things, some live live stream stuff with draft. But I say that because we're gonna be close to the war room with Nico, Jason, Kid, and everybody. So you know, if there's anything that goes down, make sure you're following us on Twitter. We can obviously talk about all of that. If anything fun goes down, it just goes to show you that like Dallas, even though without a pick. I mean, they're fully prepping this for some, you know, if there's some big things happen, because this is when all this talk, all the everything happens. And yeah, they're, they're approaching it just like they have a pick like a normal year. So <laughs> we'll see. hundred percent. There you go. So that's the, the Leonard Shamit rumor coming up. We got to get into a couple more things going on right now. Uh, Michael Finley, there's some news about him. The Mavs summer league. We got some news about that. And then we're going to give our general NBA draft thoughts going into what to expect. If you're a Mavericks fan, we'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about bet online, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to put some money down on sports. You want to put some more money down on Luka Doncic in Slovenia. You can go there, go to basketball, go to Olympics. You can check that out. The U S women right now, team USA, a minus 19 and a half point favorite over Japan in their next game. So if you want to put some money down on that, that is a massive spread. Belgium is a 29-point favorite over Puerto Rico. Is Belgium like this incredible women's team? I, I, I have no clue. I'm missing the boat here on Belgium, but they're a minus 29 favorite. That's incredible point spread right there for that. I might just put Puerto Rico just because that's so many points to be able to cover. <laughs> uh, the U.S. men's team covered their spread. I think they they won by like 40 or 60-something, and their spread was like 40, so they covered that spread. Uh, but if you want to put some money down like that, go to betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON, get a 50% welcome bonus your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts all right isaac harris couple of newsy things before we give our draft thoughts um michael finley is finalizing a new contract with the dallas mavericks that gives him an expanded role in their front office as assistant gm and vice president of player personnel alongside dallas gm nico harrison league sources tell mark stein uh so correct me if i'm wrong now he is the assistant to two jobs yeah. Assistant to the GM and vice president of player personnel. No, he's assistant GM, not assistant to. That's that's an office reference. Yes. Um, just an expanded role of what he played before. And, you know, I, I think, you know, we just saw some clarity from it today with Stein. We know we like we knew that he was going to be a part of this new regime, new decision making thing. He's he's one of the few people that's carrying over from the past and as far as what his role, what his title is, we didn't know, but now we know, and he's going to be a part of everything and 
Yeah. Yeah. It was surprising to me when all this stuff went down with Nico and kid and all that, that it was just Finley staying in his normal role that he didn't get some kind of promotion or something in this. And it turns out he did. He got another title there with the vice president of player personnel, as well as uh, assistant GM. So great for him. The other thing, this is from, uh, Joseph Hoyt, Mavericks head coach Jason Kidd confirms that Igor Kokoshkov is on his way to join the Dallas coaching staff. So we're another, we're, it's another step further. It's the the Mavericks are talking to Igor. It's Igor is going to be coming to the Mavericks soon. It is the Mavericks are on the verge of hiring Igor, and now it's confirmed by the coach that he is coming and on his way. To and join. there's going to be another one too because it they haven't it hasn't been announced officially. So. Whenever that happens, then it will really like, then we'll have the same conversation again. So, uh, the Mavs Summer League, we got the, got the uh, presser that the Summer League schedule has been set. I believe that your boys might be there in Vegas, possibly, maybe, if I can maybe, talk Isaac into maybe. it. If I, I was can, just looking up plane tickets, if I can talk you into it. So, uh, August 9th versus the Sixers, August 11th versus the Jazz, August 14th versus the Nuggets, and August 15th versus the Kings. Uh, those are the days for the Mavs Summer League team. We already know Josh Green is not going to be playing on the team, but should be great to go see uh, Tyler Bay. Uh, Tyrell Terry should be there. It should be a great, great uh opportunity for those guys to show stuff after a season of just nothing like G league bubble. And kind of, that was it for those guys, Tyler Bay. I'm really excited to see what oh, I'm, I'm on full Bay watch. Yes. I'm on full Bay watch. And I may, I may get a Bay watch t-shirt like in sp- and like make it up. Can you go Bay running watch. down the strip like Hasselhoff oh. and we do a parody of it? I'm on Bay watch. Greatest idea you've ever come up with. I gotta, I gotta lose some weight before then because the slow motion would not. I would not do well with the slow motion in the current shape that I am in. Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, so that is the summer league. But uh, tonight, the NBA draft. Go watch the Locked On NBA Draft Show. It's gonna be absolutely incredible. I, like I honestly think, and I'm a hundred percent biased. I know this. I think it's gonna be after the ESPN show, the second best show out there. Like professional put on all the all the effects we have all the 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 way the studio looks i mean the guys we have i mean we have chad ford on that's incredible rafael barlow he knows his stuff with the guys uh john Krause is incredible host for us on celtics and locked on nba uh we're gonna have every single one of our almost every single one of our locked on like nba hosts on there we would be on there but the mavericks don't have a pick if they make a trade i'll probably be on there i'll jump on uh and so yeah, it's going to be an absolutely great time. It's going to be awesome. So it's going to be on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. So go check that out. It's also be on streaming on WFAA if you want to go check that website as well. Uh, but let's just get our thoughts. What's what's your thoughts going into this draft? Anything at the top? The one thing that's really stuck out to me that we haven't talked about in this podcast is none of these, like a bunch of these top guys, don't want to go and work out for the Rockets. Like, yeah. That's been kind of surprising to me, and that's a team that, you know, we look down the road and we can, you know, the Mavericks kind of compare themselves to a lot at, at times, and like that, that's brutal if, if guys don't want, like, already guys are trying to get away from them. Like, it's like they're Sacramento or something like the Knicks, you know, like, like teams don't want to go work out or play for the, that team. Uh, that was just fascinating to me that Mobley, Cade Cunningham, you know, so I think it was Suggs too, some of these other guys just didn't even want to work out for the Rockets. It does feel like they've been locked in on, on Jalen Green for a while, but 
Yeah, I think seeing that report was a little surprising. Well, it's pretty easy to lock into Jalen Green if Evan Mobley doesn't even want to go work out for you, right? Like, if you have to make a choice, and you're like, dang, it's a coin flip between these two guys. One of them is going to be this generational big. The other one is this really exciting, you know, young prospect, so, like, wing. Who do we choose, huh? When a, okay, when well, one of us... Well, one of them doesn't even want to come hang out with us or go anywhere near us, so let's go with the other one. When another prospect would rather go to Cleveland than your team, then there might be something going on. Uh, I actually, so I know, like everyone's talking about the Warriors. I don't. I'm so tired of talking about the Warriors. Every podcast, everybody no, in the care. world just talks about the Warriors. Do whatever you want. OKC is the only is the team that I'm I'm watching so much, and when it comes they got to like. Stuff. Bigger predictions. I have three predictions. Oh, I'm ready. Besides the Mavericks, I do think the Mavericks make a trade on draft night. We, I think, is that I, one of your three? I think, yeah, I do. I, I think that's one of my three. I think the next time we record a podcast, we will be talking about a new member of the Mavericks. Oh, I'm ready. So, I'm so excited for that. So the other one, I think OKC moves into the top three. I think when push comes to shove, that they move into somewhere in that one through three spot. Do they overwhelm Detroit at one? Probably not. I'm looking at the three spot with Cleveland. And I think they they cash their chips in, go get Mobley, and say, let's do this. They got to do this at some point. They got to get like A-list star type players. So I'm watching them a lot. And then my third one is, I think Zaire Williams goes in the top 12. Whoa. I think somebody's going to be convinced of him. Our Hornets host at 11 took Zaire Williams. In Whoa, really? in our uh, ultimate mock draft. And that has been the pick that we've gotten the most tweets and comments about as like one that was a reach that people didn't like at all that they hated. Like even the, yeah. even uh, I think it was Walker Mel, our, our locked on Hornets host that made the pick and his co-host Nada was like making fun of him on the podcast because he hated that pick so much. Uh, so that is, that's a really interesting one. Cause now he's flying up draft boards. So it was maybe Walker Mel that had the foresight. I know, I know. Eight, eight through twelve, somewhere through there, I think Zara Williams goes, and I think it's going to surprise some people. But when you look into him, and if you can write off the one year at Stanford and just look at the high school stuff, high school versus Stanford, it's it's wild. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was eighth in his draft class going into college. He was the player of the year in California. He was he had all the accolades, you know, under 18 stuff. He went to, you know, Jordan Brand Classic. All he's one of the main dudes of that draft class. And then he goes to Stanford and it's such a weird year. It's the COVID year. He lived in a hotel for six weeks, like the rest of the team. He had death in the family. All this weird stuff that happened at Stanford, in addition to the fit. And I think he's the guy that I think it'll surprise some people. You know I love Book Knight. Book Knight's my guy, but I mean everybody's predicting him in the top ten now, so it's yeah, that's, that's not already, even like a that one's already gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even a, a thing. But I think there's some polarizing guys that I'm just intrigued, like where they go. Where does where does Shengun go? Like yeah, how, that one's huge. How high does he you know go go in the draft? How far does Kaminga drop? Kaminga, Davian Mitchell, like do they how far like do they drop? Like I think the Kaminga thing. If he goes outside of the top ten, I think it's a steal at that point. I I personally don't think he should la you know go as far as like nine, ten, somewhere through there. I think the hate's going a little too far on that. One one of mine is watch the Grizzlies. That one that's a team that I am definitely like zeroing in on. I think that the, it seems like they're primed to make another move and do something there. Uh, is it more players? Is it a higher pick? Is it something like it just seems like they're really making a move? And then uh, Chad Ford had another thing that. 
Uh, team like here, the Knicks are aggressively moving up in the lottery to acquire Chris Duarte. Like mm. Chris, du- like the Knicks are at sixteen or no? Yeah, no. 19, where are the Knicks? Nineteen and twenty-one. Knicks are oh they traded in our draft. Sorry, I, I got thrown off there. They're at nineteen. So how far up do they have to go to get Chris Duarte? Like where's that guy going? That guy is Probably older like than Jalen Brunson. <laughs> yeah, but the the whole classic saying of you know, and I, I got weird mixed feelings on the whole like. Oh, the guy who could step in and play right now. That yeah. line just gets overdone for me. But, you know, the Warriors pick at 14, like Duarte is the perfect type of dude for them. So right. I think for them, it's like, hey, can, we have to get up into that. You know, the Pacers, we know how much Rick loves rookies. And so if he does have to take a rookie, you know, who he'd probably like to take Davian Mitchell, Chris Duarte, like some of these older guys that can like play right now that won't have to do a ton of development stuff. So I think, yeah, I think if you want Duarte, you're going to have to move up for him. But like Garuba, I'm so fascinated where he goes. There's some buyout stuff with Real Madrid. That's some like a crazy number for buyout for for a guy like him. But I'm so excited. I I love him. I love his motor. I love what he brings. He can't shoot very much, but I'm really intrigued where he goes. A lot of good stuff. Isaac thinks the Mavericks will make a trade. I hope they make a trade. That would be awesome. So watch the live show, Locked on NBA YouTube. Also, Locked on NBA podcast. I will be hosting the Friday show with Rafael Barlow after the, the live stream. So it's going to be some great stuff, good content coming from the draft. Hopefully something crazy happens. I always want chaos, Isaac Harris. Chaos. That's what I always want is chaos. So there you go. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Con Tanaka va hacia afuera con Luca Doncic. Doncic empieza a mover la bola con los crossovers. Deja atrás a Edwards. El pase hacia afuera. Chanchar.